Hey there, and welcome to the SLP Now podcast. I'm your host, Marisha, and November is Curriculum-Based Therapy Month for us here at SLP Now. Um, So we're going to spend the entire month sharing tips and tricks to help you implement curriculum-based therapy Um, And we'll be doing that here on the podcast, on our social media accounts, like on Facebook and Instagram. Um, And we'll also be sending out some email content. So if you want to, if you're excited about learning more about curriculum-based therapy and you want to follow along, head to slpnow.com slash cbt. So that's CBT for curriculum-based therapy. Um, And that's where you'll find links to all of the content that we're creating this month, Um, and yeah, I'd love to have you follow along and you'll also find a link to the speech therapy PD course. So if you, you have the option to listen to all three podcast episodes this month and log into speech therapy PD to apply for ASHA CEUs. Um, and you can find more information about that, like the link to their site in the show notes, if you're interested in earning official CEUs. And so without further ado, let's dive into this week's content. Just a little bit of background on my story. Um, So this, let's just call this hypothetical, but not so hypothetical student, Johnny. Um, And so during my CF, I had this student and I don't know. And I had this with all of my students, but I got really, really excited um, when they were making progress. Um, Like I was not beyond crying in my speech room (laughs) um, just because I was so proud of the students for like making progress towards their goals. And it was a big, I think I was not the most confident CF in the world for a variety of reasons. And so it just felt so good. It was so incredibly rewarding when I saw a student understand something um, and just demonstrate mastery of a skill that, especially if we'd worked really hard on it, or if I took like 50 webinars to figure out how to successfully help the student. Um, So that happened a lot. Um, And this particular student um, was making really nice progress with WH questions. Um, I had made this visual and it just like it helped because he was really struggling with understanding the question type and he would hear a question and he would just like he would pick up on a key word, but it wasn't the question word and he would just answer it with whatever came first. Um, And so I created a visual um, that helped us like stop and process the question, identify which word, which question word was being used so we can find the appropriate answer. And it just was working really well. And he was rocking it in the therapy room. And so I went to the IEP meeting and I was really, really excited to share this progress. Um, But then the teacher was like, um, that's like one of his biggest weaknesses in the classroom. He's not able to answer questions. So yeah. And she was like more diplomatic about it, but essentially I wasn't doing my job. Um, and so I ended up, I was like, okay, well, we got to find a way to work around this because the student has the ability to answer these questions. And so, um, I shared the visual with the teacher and she started using it with my student um, and that made a big difference. 
And then um, she also started sharing it with other students who needed support with, who had like similar uh, difficulties with responding to questions. And so it was just, it was really cool to like that experience wasn't very comfortable in the moment when I realized I made that mistake. Um, but I really, I learned a lot from that and just the importance of, first of all, communicating with teachers and then sharing what we're doing with teachers. We, and the teacher didn't have that in her skill set. She didn't think to use a visual to break down the different types of questions and to scaffold students in that way. And that was something that came really like pretty naturally to me, especially after all of those years of training. Um, and so we really have so much to offer in terms of our expertise and we're doing a disservice to our students if, like I always say this, um, what happens in speech does not stay in speech. It should go out into the classroom. Um, and we're doing our students a huge disservice if that's if our therapy rooms are like Vegas and if what happens in the speech room stays in the speech room because it shouldn't. It should, like our job is to help our students um, reach, access the curriculum and participate in the classroom um, to the best of their ability. So for this hypothetical Johnny, um, let's get out of our comfort zones a little bit and make this happen for our students. Um, so just as that, like kind of after we set the stage, um, we're gonna back up a little bit and talk about what curriculum-based therapy even is. I alluded to some examples of like communicating with teachers, sharing our expertise with them, um, like supporting in the classroom and all of that. So we're just gonna break it down a little bit more. Um, so in the literature, um, I found that curriculum-based therapy is when we provide educationally relevant services. So we are supporting progress in the classroom and it can be in, we can deliver the services in the classroom or we can deliver them in the therapy room. Um, both are can still be considered curriculum-based therapy and we get to use our clinical judgment to decide what makes the most sense. And then another uh, word that I come across a lot is contextualized when we um, provide explicit skill instruction in ways that are meaningful and purposeful for the student. Um, and so that is um, really important and it's just another way of thinking about what this is. Um, and it doesn't always have to be the written curriculum because some of us are working with students on like social language and everything like that. Um, and we um, like we have an implicit curriculum that we can teach as well. Sometimes it's unwritten, unofficial, um, and unintended lessons that students learn from interacting with peers. So we don't have to pull from a textbook or something for it to be curriculum based. Um, there is that unwritten curriculum that we can support as well. Um, and so a couple quotes to drive that home. Uh, Judy Montgomery is a huge um, kind of inspiration for me, um, but she, she says that language is a pervasive part of each life and SLPs can serve as the glue that unites a child with his or her environment. So that is super powerful. 
Um, we have some amazing skills that we can offer in the ther in the therapy room, but also in the classroom. Um, and we have a very unique lens, and we can really we play a crucial role um, in being able to empower our students to use language to really access that curriculum. Um, and then Asha also has something to say about this. Um, so they say that individualized programs always relate to the schoolwork. Um, and this is something that's been in the guidelines for years and years and years. It's not, it's nothing new. Um, and they suggest that we take materials for treatment um, direct, like from or that they're directly related to content from the classroom. Um, so this isn't just something that I think is a cool idea. It's something that our um, that Asha recommends as well. Um, and so we talked a little bit about some of the benefits in my like setting the stage story, um, but I thought it would be cool to dive into it a little bit more. Um, and I'll share just one more. I'll have I have just one more quick experience share to highlight how big of an impact this can have because we're all in every every single speech therapist that I talk to emphasizes the importance of like they we do this for the students we want to be there for our students we want to have an impact on our students that's why we do what we do we don't do it for the paperwork we don't do it for the fame or the money or anything like that it's all about the students um, and that's what every single SLP says um, so I was working with a group of sixth graders and they um, I observed in the classroom a couple times um, and the teacher did like a weekly article where they'd read the article and they did a bunch of activities with that article throughout the week. Um, and when I observed my students in that classroom uh, during this like dedicated article time, they were <laughs> absolutely not engaged. Uh, they were daydreaming, doodling, anything but participating in the discussion and the activities. Um, and so I thought this could be a really great, I was starting to dabble with curriculum-based therapy and I was like, yes, this is how I can support. Um, and I had no idea how big of an impact this could have. It was really incredible to see this in action. But I asked the teacher for the article that was coming up, and I knew that we would need a significant amount of time to prepare. Um, and it wasn't something that, I, like, I wouldn't be able to keep up with an article a week. Um, I'd been doing, like, some literacy-based therapy, and I knew that I needed significant amount of time to really dive into the article and do it justice. So I got the article, um, like, a couple weeks ahead of time. I read through it with my students, and so I just wanted, I was curious how they would respond to it. So we read through it and did a quick comprehension quiz and they bombed it. <laughs> they absolutely bombed it. Um, and then I kind of looked at what might be happening and I realized that it was an issue with vocabulary. So I did like, it was, it ended up being a little bit of a dynamic assessment. And then I did some, like I taught the vocabulary um, and then redid the comprehension activity and it made a huge difference. And then um, we just kept working through the article, breaking things down. Um, and then I got a call from the teacher when they started the unit um, and actually started working through the article. She's like, Marsha, you would not believe how the students did in class today. 
Uh, they were they participated for the first time. They were raising their hands. They 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 did a great job. And so doing like taking that article and targeting like supporting the students ahead of time made it possible for them to participate in a classroom activity for the first time all year. Like they've been checking out and not participating and then just taking that curriculum and bringing it into the speech room, really targeting their skills and supporting them in the areas that they needed, allowed them to actually participate in that classroom discussion. Um, and the next time that I saw them, they were just, they were, they were just really excited because especially in sixth grade, um, they were pretty far behind and the fact that they were able to participate with success um, and successfully answer questions and feel confident about what they were doing was huge. Um, and granted, we weren't able to do that for every single article, but I was teaching them strategies that they could use for the subsequent articles. Um, and I was able to like share some strategies with the teacher as well. So there's some really cool things that can come out of that. Um, so there we go. And um, that's just the picture. It reminded me to tell that story. And then um, so some other benefits like we've come come up with a bunch of them already. Is just like we've seen that um, we're like we're all about the students and this approach can really benefit our students. It can make it possible for them to access their curriculum when they might otherwise be checking out. Um, and we're help, we're setting them up for success. We're really focusing on generalization from the start. So like when I was working with those sixth graders, I got that article ahead of time. We worked on it for a, a couple weeks and then they were able to apply those skills in the classroom. And it was really clear. It wasn't, they didn't have to do any, like they practiced their skills and they knew exactly what they needed to do because they had that familiar context. Um, we had worked on that specific article and they knew exactly what they needed to do um, with that article in the classroom. Um, and then there's some other benefits to it as well. So it helps our students generalize and be more successful, um, but it also is kind of convenient for speech therapists. Um, we get free materials from the curriculum. So we get, we don't have to buy as much stuff um, and it also can mean less prep. Once we get into a rhythm with using these types of materials, uh, we're, it's very minimal prep and we're good to go and we can use pretty much anything. Um, and then some other benefits um, in terms of where we are in the school. Um, once I started doing that, teachers started value, valuing me much more um, they would reach out and this double-edged sword, but I was having so much more of an impact in the school. Teachers were coming to me with questions. I was able to work with them to troubleshoot and problem solve and support students on my caseload, but then also other students. Um, and I was able, like that example that I gave with the teacher, the um, second grade teacher where I shared that visual, I was able to teach her some strategies that she used with my student and other students in the classroom. Um, and potentially like that's a type of RTI, like it's possible that some of those students might have ended up on my caseload, but because I equipped the teacher with strategies to work on some of those skills and support some of those skills in the classroom, 
um, they didn't have to come on my caseload and that was least restrictive for the students. And that's a strategy that she'll be able to carry forward for years to come and impacting hundreds of students. Um, and so I was appreciated. I was seen. I was not forgotten quite as much as I was before. Um, and teachers really understood what I had to offer. And of course, it took some time of like showing up and doing that um, consistently. But with every example, they got a better idea of what I had to offer and how like how important our role was as is as a speech therapist. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and be sure to head to slpnow.com slash CBT to access the show notes and other relevant links. And we'll see you next time. Have a great week.